Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Oh, Salzburg, and once again, I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Our lead topic today is making of scapegoats. In other words, people who blame others for their own failures. Case in point number one, Mets general manager Brody Van Wagenen. Case in point number two, Richard Carranza, chancellor of New York City Schools. And we'll also talk about NBA free agency and rumors, which seems to be never-ending. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right. Making of scapegoats, as I said. People who blame others for their own failures. And those kind of people are always looking for scapegoats. And, you know, I'm funny about, well, I, should, I shouldn't say funny. It just irks me. I don't ever like to see people lose jobs. It's not fun. You know, it's people's livelihoods. It's how they support themselves and their families. And, and in, you know, in particular in the sports business, it gets really ugly. You've heard me talk about it over the years. I've been in this business 35 years. I've seen a lot of people lose jobs. And, you know, uh, like they say, managers are hired and coaches are hired to be fired. And you can't fire all the players, so you fire the coaches. And, And I get all that. But there are times when you fire people. Some There is justification sometimes. I'm not saying a firing is not justified. It's just not a pleasant thing. You know, fans can get nuts. Oh, get rid of this guy. Get rid of that guy. I remember when when Rich Kotite was the, the head coach of the Jets, they were 1-15. Now, how the hell is anybody going to defend 1-15? Or a couple of years back, you know, when Ben McAdoo was the head coach of the Giants. And I like Ben, but it was hard to defend Ben. But, you know... You have to go on and continue. The problem is things become personal in, in certain aspects. But then you have scapegoats. And when I heard last week that the Mets had fired 
pitching coach Dave Island, along with uh, the bullpen coach, I was incensed. It just really, really, really pissed me off. Not as a Mets fan, but as a just as a baseball fan, as a person, as a human human being. You going to tell me that Dave Island? The, the replacing of Dave, Dave Island is going to turn things around for the Mets? Really? And, and I'm not going to disparage Phil Regan, okay? 82 years old Phil Regan. I'm not going to disparage him because, quite frankly, growing up I was a Phil Regan fan, especially in 1966, because in 1966 he was a reliever with the... Dodgers, and those were my Dodgers. The Sandy Koufax Dodgers and the Davis Brother Dodgers, those were my Dodgers. And Maury Wills and those people. And Sandy Koufax dubbed Phil Regan the Vulture. You know why he was the Vulture? Because he had 21 saves out of the bullpen. 21 saves out of the bullpen, and he also had a one-loss record out of the bullpen of 14-1. and 14-1. and one. So that's why he was the vulture. So I'm a fan of Phil Regan. But you fire Dave Island? Really? And that's going to turn things around? I, I, that was the most disgraceful thing I have ever, ever heard. And Brody Van Wagenen, you know, he came in, a handsome, glamour boy, you know, uh, Mets are thinking out of the box. I heard that, you know, from people. Oh, I kind of like this. Mets are thinking out of the box. They're hiring an agent. And basically, Van Wagenen is going to say, is saying, they're going to have to come through the Mets to get to the East. Oh, really? Well, as of today, the Mets got to go through like three other teams to get to the top of the East. At least as of this time, at, at, at which point I'm talking. I mean, really, they, the firing of Dave, that is such a scapegoat deal, it's disgusting. And not only that, but he's a good man and he's a good pitching coach who's had success. You're going to tell me Dave Island is responsible for the bullpen's failure? Bullshit. Flat out bullshit. Because when they hired and signed, Brody Van Wagenen signed Juris Familia to a three-year deal prior to the season for $30 million, $10 million a year, I thought he was nuts, and I wasn't the only guy who thought he was nuts. I was not the only guy who thought he was nuts. I mean, for crying out loud, nobody was crying when Familia left here. So you brought him back and he stunk. That's Dave Island's fault? Really, that's Dave Island's fault. Thank God Dave Island wasn't here. Uh, well, I'm saying yesterday, by the time you get this... It'll be a couple of days later. You know, Mets had a chance to take three or four from the Cubs over the weekend. 
They dropped the first one, won the next two, and then they were leading. 3-2. In the bottom of the eighth. And then, with two men on, Jave Baez unloads on Seth Lugo, who's been the Mets' most reliable uh, relief pitcher this year, for a three-run jack. I guess, what should we blame? Should we have blamed Phil Regan on that? It It is so flat-out disgraceful, it's embarrassing. Really, it's it's just embarrassing. I... I I was like dumbfounded when I heard that. And and I'm not calling, I'm not sitting here calling for Mickey Calloway's job. Because like I said, I don't like to see people get fired, even though sometimes it's justified. We'll, we'll get to Mickey in a little bit. But the pitching coach, the freaking pitching coach you're firing, and the bullpen coach... Brody Van Wagenen signed Juris Familia. Brody Van Wagenen brought in Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz. Now, and I said this way back, and you've heard me say it. Cano was a throw-in in the deal, albeit an expensive, almost $100 million throw-in, because uh, the Mets going to owe him another $63 million after this season. But he was a throw-in because they wanted the closer in Edwin Diaz. Fine. But Edwin Diaz has not been the Edwin Diaz of last season. Okay? And if Edwin Diaz is not the closer that they expected, then this might be the worst deal in history. Because let me tell you, Robbie Cano ain't earning his money. Well, who's all this on? Cano and Diaz and, and, and uh, let's see. Cano, Diaz, Familia, um, Jed Lowry hasn't played yet. Injuries are injuries, but Jed Lowry hasn't played yet. That's Van Wagenen. Let's see, who's excelling for the Mets? Doing well. Hmm, McNeil, Alonzo. Alonzo wasn't with the Mets last year, but he was in the system banging out, what was it, 38 home runs or 34 in the minors. Uh, Conforto. Uh, Todd Frazier doing well. Dom Smith. They were all here before Van Wagenen. Those are the people producing so Brody Van Wagen is looking for a freaking scapegoat, so he made Dave Island his scapegoat. That is absolutely disgusting. Brody Van Wagen needs to take a good, hard look at himself in the mirror. And not just look at himself in the mirror and saying, what have I done wrong? Because, you know, when people lose jobs, lose jobs, it's time for everybody to look in the mirror and say, Hey, you know, maybe where do I lie responsible for this? 
But Brody Van Wagenen needs to look in the mirror for another reason. He needs to look in the mirror and say to himself, man, what I did sucked. I made somebody a scapegoat for my failures. That's what Brody Van Wagenen needs to do. And I've always been a fan of the Wilpons. Always. Fred, a gentleman's gentleman. Known for, you know, 30 years now. Always enjoyed dealing with him. And I always enjoyed dealing with Jeff. But I'm sorry. Jeff allowing this to happen, no good. And Dave Island means nothing to me. But you're firing so what was the was the firing of Dave Island gonna supply a spark? And then as you know what happened after that um when Javi Baez hit that three run home run uh, on Sunday against uh uh Lugo subsequently uh giving the, the, the Cubs a split instead of not, it wasn't just a split. It it you know the Mets needed to take three of four. That would have been their third straight win over the Cubs. It, it was just a flat-out disheartening loss. Then you go into the clubhouse after the game. And f- fair questions. They're questioning um, Mickey Calloway on why, on why Lugo was left in. And Callaway, you know, was bristling and uh, didn't like some of the line of questioning. In particular, I guess, really bugged him with uh, Tim Healy from uh, Newsday. And he subsequently called him a motherfucker. Okay? Get this motherfucker out of here. You know, I've seen testiness in locker rooms. I've seen guys lose their patience. That was followed by Mickey Calloway doing that. Then Jason Vargas threatened Hilly, saying, I'll knock you the fuck out, bro. What's this all tell you? What, what does this all tell you? This all comes on the heels of not just a tough loss, but somebody losing a job. It tells you that things are a little bit tense, out of whack in the Mets clubhouse. That tensions are building up. It's boiling over, and that's just what happened after an ugly loss. So now you've gone from bad to worse, because now it's not... Dave Island and the pitching coach is gone, Hernandez. But now you have, it is now officially the Mickey Callaway watch. Because now it's like, oh, he can't handle the New York media. Now the tension's getting to him. Now the clubhouse, they're going to say, is falling apart. Now the media is going to be the enemy. And here we go. That's what this has turned into. 
Now, listen, Galloway should not have said that in any way, shape, or form. And certainly Vargas was way out of line. Way the hell out of line. But it all started with the scapegoating of Dave Island. It all started with the scapegoating of Dave Island. And quite frankly, I say that because I use the term scapegoat because Brody Van Wagenen is covering up for his own failures in his job as general manager of the Mets. Now, this is New York. And he and I, I've always said this after tough losses. Um, I've seen guys use foul language to other people, to me, and I never really got offended by it because in the heat of the battle, right after a game, you know, cameras rolling, microphone sticking in front of somebody's face, I can see a guy losing it now and then. I can see that. I'm not condoning it. But I, it happens. So I'm not making what happened to Mickey, what, what Mickey Calloway said was the end of the world. But again, as the skipper, you need to know better. You really need to know, know better. But I, I think all this has been boiling over and it got to him, you know, and then you got Vargas, you know, threatening somebody that can't happen. But this is all part of the whole scapegoating bullshit. It's a terrible, 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 terrible job by the Mets for what they did. Awful. A man lost his job. Not right. I, I do, again, I did not, I do not want to see Mickey Calloway lose his job. Not during this season. I don't. But I will tell you this. It would have made more sense to me if they wanted to fire Mickey Calloway than firing a pitching coach, Dave Island. It just made no sense. Like, like, like if you would have fired Mickey Calloway, I would have said, okay, uh, Mets are floundering, right or wrong. I want to have approved of the f- firing, but you know, Van Wagenen could have said, "Not my guy. He wasn't the skipper that I wanted." Yada yada yada. That would have made more sense than firing the pitching coach. The, the, you, you know, I wouldn't have called Callaway a scapegoat, but firing Dave Island is clearly a scapegoat deal. A scapegoat deal. And if the clock is on right now, if the watch is on Mickey Calloway, then it damn well ought to also be on one Brody Van Wagenen. Sorry, but that's the way it has to be. Because that has been nothing but scapegoat bullshit, and it absolutely sickens me. All right, now let's go to my case in point number two. You've heard me talk about this bum, and I'm going to call him a bum because that's what he is, the Chancellor of New York City Schools, Richard Carranza. 
It is never ending with this bum. It is never, ever ending with this bum. He comes in to this city and he's going to change everything. Okay? And, and you've heard me talk about it on more than one occasion here. He doing away with the city, um, the specialized test for the specialized uh, New York City high schools. And he calls it, it's racist and it's, it, it's, it, you know, it's not fair to blacks and Hispanics. We don't have enough in these schools. You know why you don't have enough blacks and Hispanics in these schools? Because the powers to be, starting with the mayor, and he hired Carranza, they're failing at their job. They're failing the kids in the New York City school system. That's right. They're failing them. That's exactly what they're doing. Now, the way it's worked out, uh, you, you know, the bill, though, is going to go on the floor, has been kind of tabled at least till next January. So we're not going to hear about it for a while. But this Carranza has been using this as an excuse. Are you kidding me? The, the re, what was it? From 1976 to 1994, my alma mater, Brooklyn Tech, which is one of these specialized schools, my alma mater, Brooklyn Tech, was majority, the majority of it were black and Hispanic. You know, I mean, my, my first year there was 1969. Excuse me, 1966. I graduated in 69. But from 76 to 94, the majority was Hispanic and black. You know why? Because though you had a system in place where you could learn you you could advance yourself advance advancement programs they were in existence the department of education has since done away with those pro- programs they don't exist so now this moron Carranza wanted to have people oh let's just have the top 7% or whatever in in each middle school be accepted so basically you're going to take a specialized school have a kid who's not qualified to go in and what's worse than qualifying if when you shouldn't qualify is that you qualify and then you have to flunk out. This is all because of Mayor de Blasio and Richard Carranza covering up for their own failures of the New York City kids in the New York City school system. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous and absurd. And listen, Let's call it the way it is. Carranza's up to his ass in trouble. Complaining about and putting it out there. It's been all over the news. Week in and week out about the whiteness 
that has to change in the New York City school system and being sued by white people who, who were basically kicked out of their jobs for other people who weren't as qualified. So this guy, listen, he was a failure in San Francisco. You've heard me say it before. He was a failure in Houston. And now he's screwing up everything here. And part of the reason this bill was tabled, why they didn't try and push it through, because they know the heat that Carranza is going through, that the heat is on. And all this is, you're trying to change a test because of the failure of you, de Blasio, and the failure of you, Carranza. You know, de Blasio's son was a graduate of Brooklyn Tech. When he was, when de Blasio's son was there, I never heard him complain about, you know, the lack of blacks and Hispanics in Brooklyn Tech. This bum Carranza comes along and now it's a hot and heavy topic. It's all bullshit. Just can't. So, so Carranza's making a scapegoat out of the test. Let's make an escape go out of the test. Look, 28,000 kids take the test for these schools each year. 3,500 are accepted. It's not for everybody. Not everybody can make it. And if you want to even it out, if you want to try and get more blacks and Hispanics in, I'm all for that. No problem with that. Then you know what? Get them the help. And it's up to the city to give them the help free of charge. Prepare them to take the test. But don't say the test is unfair or it's racist. If I was an Asian parent, because like something like 60%, of Asian kids uh, are in these schools. If I was an Asian an Asian parent, I would be pissed off big time. You're going to take this away from my kid because you're failing other kids? It's ridiculous. Scapegoating. What are we teaching our kids? Really? It, it, if, if if a kid is watching the Mets and, a, and and kids are watching Richard Carranza, they're learning about scapegoating. Blame others for your own failures. It's a bad lesson to teach a kid. So Carranza and de Blasio are failing kids in more than one way. Let's scapegoat others to cover up our own screw-ups. Bunch of bullshit. And finally, let me switch gears today because we're hot and heavy into, you know, what's going going to be the free agency season uh, momentarily with um, the NBA. I don't know if it's the Twitter world, social media, whatever the hell it is. It's almost laughable. I mean, there are more leaks coming out of the NBA than the Titanic had leaks. Really? 
One day this guy is going here, one day that guy is going there. Here in New York, all we did all went along was hear about Durant and Irving, Durant and Irving, Durant and Irving coming to the Knicks. Now the hot and heavy stuff is, and I've said this all along, if you recall, I said, you know what, why would you want to go to the Knicks when you can come to the Nets who have just as much cap space and they're a much better team? But now it's coming out that it could be. Maybe Durant, you know, his, one of his former teammates, Kendra Perkins, says that the Nets are the front runners to get Durant, and everybody's been saying Irving wants the Nets. My point being, the NBA eats this up. And you know where most of these rumors come from? They come from agents. They come from agents and people within the organization. But a lot of, and it's, and agents do it in all the sports, in particular, um, in particular the NBA and the NFL. Because an agent will say to a writer or an on air person, like, well, you know, say this, you know, say that, and, you know, you know, my guy, this, and, you know, I want to create something and, and I'll take care of you down the road. And, 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 you know, the reporters eat this shit up. Oh, you know, I got, I'm in like Flint with Joe Blow from this company or this guy or that guy. It, it's just, it's drama 101. That's what it is. It's a circus atmosphere. But it keeps the business rolling. The NBA season ended and the rumors are hot and heavy. It keeps it all. I mean, we've been hearing about this free agency business all season long. It's all part of marketing. It's all part of the business. You know, teams can complain about the leaks. Well, I can't say nothing. I can't say anything. But you know what? Believe me, they love it when it's going on, because when it's going on, their names are front and center, and it creates unbelievable interest. And that's what you have now, unbelievable interest. It it just never, ever stops. Never stops. I I don't know where it's going to wind up. Uh, I would love to see Durant and or Irving end up with the Nets simply because I could tell some people that I said way back when during the season, I told you so. Why wouldn't you want to go to this team? Got a great GM in Sean Mark. Got a great coach in Kenny Atkinson. Got a great great organization now. Got a good place to play at Barclays Center in Brooklyn. I mean, give me a break. So we'll see if this happens. But the rumors, folks, it's just rumors and leaks, rumors and leaks, rumors and leaks. And... Organizations can whine that, oh, you, you know, you're sucking up to this or you're listening to this and it's all nonsense. Well, you know what? You like the nonsense because it keeps you front and center. Trust me, Adam Silver, the commissioner, doesn't mind all these rumors one bit. Not one iota. Just comes with the territory.
We'll find out some answers, though, soon enough over the next, uh, I guess, 10 days, if you will. We, we should be hearing real soon about who wants to go where and who will sign with who. But until then, that's a wrap on today. My thanks, as always. Thank you for getting a load of this. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know how you feel about, you know, today's podcast. You can contact me uh, on Twitter, at Russ Salzberg. You can contact me on Facebook. You can always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. My thanks, as always, to the big man across the way, Crash, Mike Caragliano, who takes such good care of me. My thanks to the OG podcast producer, who does such a great job here, Tim Einickel. My thanks to Dave Labrosi the 77 WABC program director, to his outstanding assistant program director, Matt Dahl. And as always, as I say, last but never, never, never least, are you the fans, you the guys and gals out there, because like I said, because without you wonderful people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, have a great week, and bye-bye, so long, and farewell. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils, you'll want to invite everyone over, from book club to the fantasy league, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils are infused with two times more natural essential oils versus regular Airwick Scented Oils for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Hmm. Transform your space with scents like white sage and mahogany or lavender and water lily. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick.